you ever wanted to know the secrets to successfully juggling the demands of building a business and marriage and raising a family? If so, then this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Monica Tanner, a wife, mama to four kids, and a relationship and intimacy expert. My mission is to ensure that passionate entrepreneurs like you never have to choose between your dedication to your family and your passion for your message. Having it all is absolutely possible. Welcome to On the Brighter Side, marriage for entrepreneurs. Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. I am just sitting here with the Makos. Hi, Kinsey and Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you guys doing? Oh, so good. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Well, let's start by just having you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your family. So my name is Kinsey Mackis. I'm a marketing coach. I help entrepreneurs really build expert brands so that they can get known, seen, and heard online. And we also have uh, three kiddos, 11, 8, and two and a half years old. Ooh, that's busy. So fun. And Ryan, yeah. what do you do? I have an insurance business. It's an insurance brokerage where we focus on home, auto, commercial, farm, work comp accounts. And uh, the best thing about using brokers, we have the ability to shop through many markets and find the best coverage and best rates for our clients. So is your schedule kind of flexible or are you like, do you have set work hours every day? Uh, completely flexible. A lot of times I'll try to get up and get work done early or late, you know, just to have more time to accommodate especially right now, you never know when schools are going to be closed or daycares are closed right now for over a week. So yeah, I have, you know, complete control and flexible schedule. Oh, that's awesome. So nice. So Kinsey, I know that you left a high paying corporate career to start your own business from home. I would love to hear that story. Okay. Oh my gosh. Where do I even begin? I think, you know, Ryan and I became parents really, really young, 22 years old. And so we were kind of on this traditional path. Well, very non-traditionally. And then also like, we got to get ourselves back on track. We hadn't even gotten our undergrads yet. And we're like birthing humans. So we're like, Hey, we got to do like the, the traditional things, right? We've got to get our undergrad. Uh, we've got to get an actual job, right? So I set on this path of like achieving, right? Because I was like, wanted to uh, meet the definition of quote unquote success that I had been sold to um, growing up. And so about my undergrad, I started my, I launched my professional career around same time, 22, 23, and then just started climbing the corporate ladder. I, I wrapped up with my um, graduate degree in business administration. And before I knew it, I was really sitting in this uh, really great job. I was getting paid so much. My leaders were like 20 plus years older than me. And it was like great. Uh, we started having more kids. Ryan was wrapping up his graduate degree as well. And we were just like doing all the things, right? Well, there came a time, I think, when probably after our third Quinton. And it was sort of like, I birthed a new baby, but came out on the other side of that, like a completely different human. What used to light me up just didn't anymore. And I just craved more flexibility and freedom with my family. But when I went back to work after that maternity leave, mind you, I'd already been through this a couple of times before. I just couldn't do it. I was I would cry every day on my way to work. I would bring a makeup bag with me to work every morning because I knew I would have to redo my makeup in the parking lot. And it was literally just soul sucking every day that passed, having to go to work, leave my family behind and do something that I no longer enjoyed anymore. So I was like, I got to do something like there has to be something more out there. Problem was like, I, I think in the process of achieving all the things, 
I lost like a sense of myself, right? I was like wearing all these hats, mom hat, wife hat, career hat. I kind of got out of touch of me and like what lit me up and what were my passions, right? And I hated that question. Like, what are your hobbies? And like hobbies, like I have no idea. I'm a mom, right? I'm a mom of three kids. And so um, I think she's off the floor. That's my hobby. Exactly. I think kind of having this breakthrough of like, I need to get out of this career. I realized at the same time, I needed to learn more about myself. So I started to go on this development journey, right? Like really um, diving into self and, you know, really understanding like the mindset and, and things like that. And then I started to get exposed to entrepreneurship. And I realized, I was like, there's so many other people like hanging out in their jammies at home, making really great money and also like serving their families. So I was like, how do I, how do I get on that bandwagon? So I reached out to a girlfriend at the time she was launching this mastery program. And I was like, Heather, like I need to get out of my job, like ASAP, like, can you help me do this? She was like, let's do it, girl. Six months later, I walked away from that corporate career. This was January of this year, which feels like years ago. And since then, uh, my business has just like totally expanded, but also I've been able to live this life of just like choices. And it feels just so incredible. Well, I love that. So I want to hear Ryan's take on this whole thing. Like, what were you thinking when your wife was like, I'm just going to walk away from this super successful corporate career and just see what happens? Well, we'd kind of gone through it. You know, I had um, recently done the same thing two years before. So we had kind of known that process and the transition. You know, honestly, with the money that she was making and stuff, it was hard. I, I kept thinking, you know, like, oh, at this point, at this point, always kind of thinking there would be a right time, but there really was never going to be a right time. And if we didn't just do it, then it would just keep getting pushed back. So it really just came down to trusting her, knowing that she's going to be successful and take off year one. And it's exactly what she did. So were, was there ever a point where you weren't in full support where you're like, uh, maybe we should slow this down? Uh, yeah, a little bit because we kind of uh, got stuck in a, a real estate problem where we were getting mo- moving like right in the middle of everything blowing up and getting expensive. So, I mean, we moved into South Meridian where we are now into this big expensive home and she was wanting to do that within like 30 days of us buying the house. And so that definitely, you know, financially, I like to look at things more financially instead of emotionally. And <laughs> For me, that was, you know, a big scare of knowing that, you know, I was only in year two of my business and really I was going to take on a lot more of the financial stress, but just had to support her and let her go. And she's done awesome. Yeah. So what do you think about it now? Are you like, okay, or or have your moments where you're like, I'm not sure about this. Oh no, I love it. I mean, we both have breakfast with the kids every day, dinners every night. We don't have to miss anything anymore. We have more time to spend with them. Sports are a huge thing in our family. So that was one of the things that was always holding us back. I should have said with the time crunch. But now that we both have the flexibility, there's always one of us that can be there or a lot of times both. Oh, I love that so much. So one of my favorite things that you teach so well, Kinsey, is the importance of setting clear, measurable goals. Can you give us some of your best tips and tricks for setting quarterly goals and how to measure our progress towards our larger goals? Mm, So good. That's a great question. I get this question a lot. People put so much pressure on themselves 
to have like an intense goal setting process. And also I think it's overwhelming so much that people just stop doing it. So I think it's a balance of like, you have to have a process in place to allow yourself to uh, shoot for something bigger than yourself, but also it has to be tangible enough that you're actually creating clarity and focus in the day to day. So I implement this quarterly process. My background is project management and there's an agile version of project management where you're going through quick, rapid cycles of things like projects, tasks, and things. And this allows you to crunch the time of which you're, you're focused on one thing every 90 days. And it, everything that you do really needs to align with that big 90 day goal. So every 90 days you set one, you set a revenue goal and you work backwards from that. What do I need to do in order to meet that revenue goal? And that should inform how you're spending your month, how you're spending your, your week and what each day looks like. I really try to keep it in the big three. What are the three things I need to do each day that will allow myself um, to meet that 90 day goal? But here's the thing. I think people get so stuck in the doing. Nobody takes the time to look at the being. Who do I need to be in order to meet those goals? Because in the goal setting process and truly in the entrepreneurship journey, it's all about who you're becoming. And if we're not becoming the people that are six and seven figure earners, we're always going to fall short. So we have to be constantly reminding ourselves it's a journey, right? And I need to reshape this identity of myself in order to align with the big goals that we set. So I think it's super simple, right? Like create those 90 day goals, reverse engineer, and also focus on the characteristics and the identity that you need to build within that. Mm, I love that. So Ryan, do you set goals in the same way or do you have a different goal setting process that you follow? My goal setting, I know what I want to try to write like an annual premium. And then I just try to break it down and do a certain amount of monthly premium. It's a lot easier to look at it that way and just know that every month I, you know, if I came short or fell short one month, then, you know, I'm going to try to move that extra couple thousand premium to the next one and try to find creative ways to make up for it. But I look at everything for me is broken down into 30 day chunks. I love it. I love it. So do you guys have family and relationship goals that you set as well as business goals? Yeah, this is something that we've always like tried to implement and get better. One of the things that we've like worked on in the past is creating the routine around the family structure that allows us to all be working towards something together, right? Like we're so driven and in our goal, in our businesses and even in our own relationship, sometimes we forget that like we need to create that structure as a family unit. So we've been really trying to think about what are the things that we want to accomplish as a family and allow the kids to also have that uh, visibility and like, what does it mean to think big, but start small and like that consistency each day that accumulates over time that gives you those bigger results. So we've really created that structure of working, continue to like tweak our processes and like the routines and stuff that allows them to have that visibility. I love that. So I was recently listening to a podcast that you did on your podcast, Launch It Girl. I love it. Listen to it every week. And you were talking about this goal setting process that you have. And I love that you pointed out that even though the destination is important, it's more about the journey than the actual destination. And it's about the experience, like you just said, of who we are actually becoming. And it made me think as I was jogging along, listening to you speak about goal setting, it was making me think about how much my family and I love to hike. We love to go hiking together. And we've got 
four kids, different ages, right? And so when my husband and I go for a hike, we can typically like book it up the mountain, right? Or whatever. But when we're with all of our kids, sometimes we kind of have to split up. There's some of the kids that are slower than others. You know, my youngest usually has to sit and have water breaks and things like that. And so I was thinking about this whole process of we if we had no family or anything with us, we could probably book it up to the top and it would be really, really easy. But what would we miss by getting up there without our family? What what are the moments that we would miss if we didn't stop along the trail and grab some water and look at the lizard and, you know, all the little things that having a family allow us to do and become kind of in the process. So can you talk about enjoying the journey and what it looks like personally for you guys and your little family? Gosh, we, we talk about this a lot because sometimes with, and I can't even imagine four right now, three really pushed us to the edge. Sometimes, especially like once you do three, you're already so overwhelmed. Four is like, eh. Everybody said that from two to three. (laughs) They lied. They lied to us. They completely lied. So especially lately with our new circumstances of school being in and out and daycare being unreliable and just like the ebb and flow, it has felt just more, I don't know, full, like full. Even if you think like literally like our home is full of people all the time, more than, you know, more than it used to be. And so we really had to take a step back and like think about all that we have um, to be grateful for and really appreciate the small things. Like it's funny when we're at dinner time, you would never know that we've been eating dinners together for the last 11 years. Cause it's still like pure chaos, but there's pockets of these moments where we're all like literally laughing, like really uh, immersing ourselves in the experience. And, but you know, a couple minutes later, then, you know, somebody's stomping off from the dinner table because they're mad about somebody said this or whatever, and they slammed the door. But we're constantly shifting our focus, right? Like, if I continually focus on all the things that weren't working for us, I would miss out on all the things that were. And we have a ton, a ton to really lean into as far as, like, what is so awesome. And even if it just means like, we're all really healthy, we're all just thriving. Right. And so I think that for me, it's shifting our perspective to, okay, we're going to tweak the things that may not be working, but like, I can't keep focusing there. We really have to continue to lean in on the the blessings that we have as a family and look at like day to day. It's day to day, especially uh, lately. It's like, what can I appreciate today? What can I really be grateful for today? And really lean into that. I, I think just one thing, and Kizzy's been really good at pointing this out, but trying to lean into each kid specifically and not trying to treat all three of them the same. I mean, I'm probably a little bit more strict and try to set like all the exact same rules, but it doesn't always, you know, play out that way. So trying to read into them, ask them more questions, figure out what they're actually thinking, feeling, because all three of them have their own big personality. And yeah, you can't really just go, you know, treat them all the exact same way. So Kinsey's been really good at highlighting that lately. Yeah, I love that. So I can just imagine both of you running your own business and you've got these kids that take a lot of energy and time and attention. And you've also got to find time for each other. Whenever you've talked about this juggle of marriage, family life, and entrepreneurship, together. We've talked about it a few times. You always say this word over communicate, like when you're launching something or you have a big week in in one area or another. Can you talk about what this over communication looks like? Also like in the marketing speak, it's like over marketing. People feel like they're either talking about their thing too much or, you know, they're being repetitive, but repetition is key. That's in business 
or in your personal life. And I've learned, especially the way that we're wired differently, like <laughs> it, it requires constant reminders, like constant check-ins, like are we on the same page, right? Because so much happens over the course of a day, over the course, course of a week, we have to be constantly checking in. I think with this last event that I did, weeks in advance, I was like preparing, like framing, right? This is going to require a lot of my time. Like, here's what the schedule looks like. And over communicating like each day, the constant reminders. And there are some days where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even when it came down to it, I still had questions like the day of the event, right? So it's like that repetition, right? Just like making sure we're constantly keeping the dialogue open. It's not just like, Hey, I have this thing, you know, let's, here's the schedule. It's like constantly having conversation around it, constantly allowing yourself the chance to uh, share expectations, right? Because I've always, anything usually that we've had an argument over, it comes down to lack of communication for sure. What do you, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. It, for me, pretty much if it's not in my calendar, then we didn't have the conversation. Um, I think a lot of guys would probably agree with me that sometimes I hear her, but I'm not necessarily listening because I'm thinking about football or go, sneaking off to go fishing or so it, I always tell her, she's like, Hey, remember this event and I'll open up my calendar. And it's not on there. You never told me. Yes. Oh, I hear that so much. It's so funny because we're recording this episode right now. I'm in the middle of launching this new podcast, right? And so this is a big week. And yesterday morning, we're laying in bed and my husband was talking. We, we have this kind of new goal where we're going to try to take technology. We've got two teenagers. They're very on their phones and, and we're on our phones and we're both business owners as well. So having this new kind of initiative in our family, we're going to have these kind of tech-free hours and we're going to try and do more without technology involved. And my husband's like, okay, so are you ready for me to set some screen time limits on your phone yesterday morning? And I'm like, so this is like launch week and I'm going to need to be able to use my phone this week. But after that, I'm all for it. Like the minute my podcast launches, you've got it. You can tell. And he's like, wait, what are we launching? And I'm like, oh, that's about right. Oh, yeah. honey, I love you so much, but do you ever listen to me ever, right? It's the same thing. It's like, right, it's football season. Like, why would he hear me ever say, I'm launching a podcast this week? So anyways, I get it. Like, the struggle is real. It happens to all of us. We have to just keep reiterating and giving each other the benefit of the doubt. And mm -hmm. I love it. I love it that that plays out in your family. So how is focusing on your marriage made you more successful in your business? Gosh, I think, you know, something that I learned even in, I think it'll be an infinite learning process, but like when I was in my career, I, there was a season where it was like career was everything that was life. And like, I think it was like, I put money on a pedestal. I put accolades on a pedestal and it was like, if I can achieve this, then everything else will be easier. And like, man, did I have that backwards? So that was a big breakthrough for me. And like when my home is out of order, I don't do well in any area of my life. And so something that is really important for us is like anytime we're out of alignment, the house, the units out of alignment, uh, we got to start there first because to thrive as a couple, I think means you're thriving as an individual, right? And then you're, you're bringing those units together. You're thriving as a couple. Everything else comes easy. I just feel like when there's rhythm in the home, it totally propels me forward in every 
aspect. And so when I'm strengthening myself as an individual, strengthening our marriage and, and strengthening the unit, to me, like everything expands from there without even extra effort. Yeah. Like she said, I think, you know, the foundation is everything. The first year when I got into insurance, you know, it's just highs and lows, highs and lows. Like, oh, I'm going to kill it at this. And the next month it's like, what am I doing? I'm terrible. I'm not going to make it. The numbers for the financial services, including insurance, are one in 20 people make it into year three. So I always had that in the back of my mind, you know, like, what, what do I have to do to keep driving and getting better? But having Kinsey to lean on as, you know, support was huge for me in those first few years. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Tell me like what the most important ways you guys support each other in your business. Like what is most important to you, Kinsey, and what's most important to you, Ryan? Yeah, I think for me, I mean, we just think about everything completely different. Everything for me is financially driven. It's numbers driven. And I can lean on her for a lot of the things that, you know, I'm not good at. I didn't do any social media stuff. I didn't do any marketing. I didn't like for me, it was all one-to-one contact. And having pretty much a business partner to, to rely on that had a completely different skill set for me, it was huge. Mm, that's good. I think for me, like, <laughs> you know, you feel the swings as an entrepreneur and like, and like his belief in me every day, like is everything. Like it's kept me going each day and he believes in me more than I believe in myself. And so having that rock and even after a bad day and I'll call him and like just hearing his calm, the, the gentleness and like the belief behind it, like gets me through and that's everything to me. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been so fun. Thank you for giving us like a sneak peek into your businesses and to your life together. Where can my listeners find you and get more information about your coaching Kinsey or, or even your insurance? Give us all the details. Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook, of course. And uh, I've got a free group running. It's called Marketing and Launch Strategies for Coaches, Consultants, and Service-Based Entrepreneurs. And I would love to connect there. Yeah, I have a Facebook page. It's RMI Group. But most of my communication really is through email or direct contact. I give my cell phone number out to all my clients just so when they need something, you know, not calling a business and get transferred and get moved around, just that security for them to know who to call and how to get stuff handled. I give my cell phone to everybody. That's amazing. Thank you guys so, so much. Thanks, Monica, for having us. So fun. (laughs) Thank you. That was so much fun. I really enjoy talking to those guys, especially because of how they went from both working at this corporate career where they were climbing the ladder and hustling and doing all the things to be successful. And they realized that they could each have their own business, do the things that they are passionate about and integrate it into their family life in such a way that they would have more time freedom and the ability to be flexible and support one another and enjoy their family as it grew, effectively enjoying the journey and creating a life on their own terms. And even though I know entrepreneurship isn't easy, it's so very worth it. I want to remind you about my free live masterclass I'm doing this week on Wednesday, February 3rd at 3 o'clock Eastern time and noon 
Pacific, all about how to stay happily married while scaling your seven-figure business. I am so excited to share with you three secrets you must understand in order to achieve success in marriage, family life, and business. So I hope that you'll make time in your calendar. It's going to be a lot of fun. There will be a Q&A at the end. So please, please, please go to www.onthebrightersideofmarriage.com backslash register and join us on Wednesday. I promise you won't be disappointed. I can't wait to talk to you soon. And until then, happy marriaging. If you had as much fun as we did just now, please be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, which helps others to find the show. You can also share your favorite episodes on social media. And if you want more, head over to onthebrightersideofmarriage.com and download a copy of my five things I do every day to keep my marriage sizzling hot. And until next time, have courage, be kind, and stay on the brighter side.